0: Well, let me tell you for why. Uh, probably because of one of folk's great innovators. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? Why? What's wrong with you?
2: It's just a bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the same joke again. Don't repeat yes again.
0: Um, oh God, you're so offensive. Um, look,
2: I just live at a million miles an hour, mate.
0: Yeah, it's not. That's not a good thing. <laughs>
2: he's got a 50 Sorry. foot long guitar he's going <laughs> 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 so, this is incredible <laughs> 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 the best guitar <laughs> ever <laughs> the geyser from Fantastic yeah. Four it's like, silly
0: <laughs> it's silly this is what I'm saying like, I feel like Dragon Force is silly it no, is silly it's what, it's what is he say? just to, silly.
2: have you seen the have you seen the 19 like, string guitar that thing's fucking sick <laughs> but this is I mean it's silly it's nonsense it's, it's like, like the neck is that fat you have to play it two it. Like,
0: this <laughs> I, it's almost like parody anyway fuck <laughs> that i had a really good introduction there Sorry. Like, Sorry. we just pissed all over <laughs> it. um but no the reason you probably hmm. find getting into folks so hard is because mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. michael can you just <laughs> fuck off for five minutes <laughs>
1: and welcome to another episode of the GOAT Podcast, where I am always joined by Michael and Sebek. My name is Vinny, and we have a pretty special episode today for you all. But you see, this is our very first GOATs top three, where instead of the usual format where we pit two GOAT contenders together whilst a impartial judge then decides who takes home the crown. Now All three of us have come up with two picks individually, totaling to six overall. And then what we're going to do at the end, after we've said all our picks, is that we're going to have a little debate, keep that in, and we're going to decide the top three of those six picks. Sounds good?
0: I think it sounds great. I think it's a great idea. I think it's exactly what we needed.
2: Yeah, I think it's never been done before. (laughs) Never been done before, I think, yet again, we are the premiere podcast of innovation premier. and new ideas huh
1: well the premiere premiere it's like americans like they, they always say premiere instead of premiere for some reason even though they're different words
2: oh fuck i thought i was getting it wrong no premiere. thank god for that
0: <laughs> do, do you know what's weird about americans they do that thing where they just say stuff like a bit wrong like it's like they'll just say like the premier league and it's like Ugh. Uh, Yeah,
1: Premier is a different word. It has an e on the end. Like
0: they'll say, like they won't say like West Ham. They'll say like West Ham. Like it's like, uh, like it's like you just Birmingham. Like like, like, Birmingham. They'll (laughs) they'll say like the right. He's fucking Birmingham. (laughs) They'll say like even the right noises, but just with like slightly the wrong cadence. They'll be like, Hmm. we're going to West Ham. I know, and it really annoys me
2: because when you select a language, it says like. English, British, English, American. It should just say English, British, in brackets, correct, and then English, wrong. What one do you want? Because it's the same fucking language. There's no American English. You're just saying English, wrong. I mean, sorry. you could argue... Sorry to all of argue, American
0: listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry for the 50% sorry of the listeners who are all American. <laughs> all our patrons. Can I just say that I disagree <laughs> oh, yeah. with that statement? And so And just I. to provide a devil's advocate, uh, you could argue that significantly more people speak American English than speak British English. So maybe we're in the wrong. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> tomato, tomato.
1: <laughs> anyway, before we get into the actual episode, I'm just going to say... If you like our little podcast and would like to support us, you can follow us on our Instagram account. That is at the underscore goats underscore pods. Yeah, you can even, if you're so inclined, give us a little cheeky five star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you really think we're worthy of it, we also have a Patreon. So if you want to waste your money, you know where to go. But anyways,
2: <laughs> how are the two That's about my seventh yacht. Thank you very much. As you can see, I live in... Absolute mansion, even
1: mm. in. in the basement of your sixth yacht. Yeah, I could see. I'm a
2: fucking workshop, mate. <laughs> but
1: how, how, how are we doing, lads? How are we doing? Any interesting stories? Too
2: bad. Uh,
0: I <coughs> I basically went laughing last weekend. I went to a Peaky Blinders event where everyone dresses up. As oh Peaky yeah. Blinders.
1: yeah. It's oh, I saw that on the Instagram story. How was a that? Really good
0: laugh. It was fantastic. I mean, it is quite odd. It is like because it's at this. It's at the. It's at the. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the Black Country Museum. Uh, it's a living museum where they've moved actual shops down and brick by brick replaced them all. So, like for instance, well, the Peaky the, Blinders event. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's already exists. The Black oh, okay. Country it's Museum like is is, is like a long standing thing, um, right? But it's like one of those like living museums. And like for instance, the uh the chemist is the actual chemist that my uh my grandmother worked in as a child. Like how many? Oh, wow. that? The church that is there is brick by brick rebuilt is the church that my grandfather and my grandmother got married in. So it's quite a strange one and it's also very strange because obviously it all looks very period accurate and I'd say 99% of the people there are all dressed I mean somewhat period accurate clothing. So it is quite bizarre like it is a bit of like a Ugh. like you are it is genuinely quite like it's a it, uh, without meaning to get like too deep the first time I went I remember being like slightly taken aback by the fact that like, I was like Jesus like not many people have seen a sight like that unless mm. you're on like a film set in like a h- hundred years like everyone's wearing all the stuff and like dressed in mm. the part and it it's bizarre but it's really good fun and uh, maybe you guys should come next year
1: well the yeah, only thing that. I don't
2: like about it is the fact that you can go to that and that's considered really cool because you know it's Peaky Blinders and Peaky Blinders is cool but if yeah. I went to like LARP as Lord of the Rings and dressed up with a thousand Gandalfs. To I'd New join Zealand. you on
1: that as well, don't you? Worry. You would, yeah, but we get I, called.
2: Yeah. F- yeah, you would, but we get called fucking nerds. Everyone would f- would fucking ruin and us we are on Twitter. Nerds.
1: Hell yeah. yeah! I know,
2: but well like, power. They, they, they just they <laughs> batter us. Do you know what I mean? But like, oh, it's Pookie Brian so it's like well cool and that. Like, can't they just both be cool? Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I agree. I think I both th- are uncool. I think they're both equally uncool, but somehow Peaky
0: Blinders has managed to, like, because it's Birmingham and everyone's a bit But scared. that's what I
2: mean. Like, LARPing as Peaky Blinders would get featured on Lad Bible, and they'd be like, all these fucking sick geezers. Well, that's a bit cockney. I don't know what they say like, <laughs> up there. Like, they'd be like, all these lot, like, Peaky Blinders, look at how cool this is. And yet they'd be like, oh, look at all these fucking nerds dressed up as Gandalf at the same time. It's like, nah. Gandalf would have the Peaky Blinders in a one-on-one. Do you know what? I've long
0: <laughs> since thought it would be really funny to tell up to the Peaky Blinders, like, as Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? We're all doing fancy dress. Like, <laughs> That's so good. Like That would be, that so, would be so funny. So <laughs> <laughs> that would be great.
1: Like, i come as Gollum. Maybe we all do
0: that next summer. year.
2: We all go, but we go Night as i Gollum you, oh, can, right, you go- can go as Gollum. Yeah, you should go as, you. like, I
0: don't know, General Grievous, like, just like, fucking. <laughs> so or, like, you know, you see, you, know you see those, like, anime conventions, I'd love it to just be, yeah. like, or, like, Comic-Con, it's just, like, a thousand Peaky Blinders, Darth Maul, Gollum, and then,
2: like... <laughs> it's one guy with massive Goku hair. Family guy. <laughs> no, no like, <laughs> like,
0: like, like, one of those, like, 16-foot Space Marine costumes, of, like, animatronic. Just, <laughs> like, like a legacy or up. something. Yeah, yeah. like, like so a he- th- Woman. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like massive tits and it's just a hairy bloke. Like, all I love. <laughs> That's yeah. bang. Well, How yeah. have you been, Vinny?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, good. I've, I don't think there's anything to report on for me. Um, I'm sure there is, but I always forget whenever it comes to this point mm. <laughs> in the show, to be honest.
0: I'm just really excited sure. to like talk about what we're talking about. I, I was almost tempted to be like, let's not talk about what we did. I just want to talk about Qatars. Yeah,
2: mm. I'm very, I'm very keen for this episode. Well. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited. So, let's get into them? Yeah, let's yeah, go. I- let's I'm go. loving my shouts, so.
1: Sure, right. Well, there's nothing more radical than ripping your top off, doing a knee slide and shredding on an electric guitar out of time to the other band members and way louder than them as well. They really love that. Well, the humble guitar, it's known as the instrument of the people, probably because it's really easy to carry around. You can take it to a park and play Wonderwall to your heart's content. It's
2: quite easy to pick up as well. Was the I thought the recorder was the instrument of the people.
0: That's the rec- that's the instrument of the child, and then the harmonica <laughs> is the instrument of the
1: homeless. Yeah, I got a yeah, harmonica. That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, the guitar, instrument of the people, mainstay in popular music for. I don't know, since the 40s probably at this point. But the question on everyone's lips tonight, who is the greatest or some of the greatest guitarists of all time? Well, we've got some ideas and hopefully at the end we can all agree on uh, Michael's not being in the top three. So without further ado, <laughs> of I think we should get into it. And <laughs> as I've opened, I think I'll let... One of you two go first. Who's I'd like to have
0: a, I'd like to have a go if that's all right. Well, before we even get going, I just thought you know this isn't even like really fully in my script. I just thought I'd I'd like to talk about some like honourable mentions. I think like yeah. we're all yeah. going to probably have to do that because it's a massive genre. But like, I haven't got any. um <laughs> there's some there's some bands i really enjoy but i wouldn't necessarily call them the goat like i really like the band royal blood i really like joe dennis Mm -hmm. from royal blood i like big noise i'm like a really big fan of that just like big noise that hits really hard not necessarily like heavy metal but like they're just that like really like kind of almost bassy like like
1: like heavy rock rock.
0: yeah i really like
1: sabbath yeah big
0: power
2: chords drop d yeah
0: yeah, like big power chords that sort of hits you in the gut, kind of like, ooh. Um, mm. And for a similar but slightly different vibe, big fan of Arctic Monkeys. I know it's a bit of a meme, but I really like AM. And there's a, specifically two riffs on the album, AM. teacher caught
2: me wanking <laughs> Exactly, no, no. <laughs> I know, I know.
0: It is a meme. It is a meme. And it's, he should probably catch him wanking in the computer room. But there's... The the riffs in Are You Mine and Arabella, I think, are bang. And mm. there's a little solo-y, squiff-y bit of flair at the end of the second chorus riff of Are You Mine that just... It's at, like, 2 minutes 19, I even wrote it down. It does something to my insides. I remember the first time I heard it, and I was like, what? And it kind of works in stereo, so it goes like... Dung, 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 and it, like, goes all around, and it hits you right in the face, and it's like, oh... oh. That's, That's fucking cool. really like that, and I like that like simple but done well. That's kind of like my vibe with guitar. I'm not dissing anyone who does all the like, but I I just like simple, crisp, done well. Now, if you're going to talk about simple and done well, my first thought, and I think probably Vinny, I'm sure you might have gone here, Mork, not not dissing, but I don't know if this is your vibe as much, but you're going to look at Cream, in my opinion, the first ever oh, yeah. super group.
1: Love, um, love
0: cream. Obviously, if you're going to talk about guitarists, like if you if you're going to talk about guitarists and you're going to talk about like the greatest guitarists of all time, you're going to see a lot of Clapton and a lot of cream do, 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 in that do, list. Do, yeah, do, do, like oh, sun, yeah. sunshine yeah. of your love, smoke on the water. We all know them, white and, rooms, and they, yeah. they were they were um, they were groundbreaking. People hadn't done that before. They they white people smoke on the water Smoke on the water. That's not cream. That's cream, is it? Oh, that's deep purple. <laughs> oh, I
2: was going to say that. Those are like those are one. the songs that you're not allowed to play in guitar shops, aren't they? What's like, that one Stereoids song? Stewie to Heaven you are as well. Stewie to Heaven. Yeah, one of them. are Not allowed They've to play they a, a billion times. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: But yeah, not 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 smoke on the water. Wrong one. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a bit of a <laughs> slip of the tongue there. I was just, like, that is riffing. the one you
2: can't play there. If you go into a guitar shop, like, dun, oh, can I try dun, that, like, dun, Ibanez? Dun, and you think, it'll just take it off you and be like, no, you can't. Fuck off. <laughs> but that Get said,
0: out. the fact that I even slipped my tongue in that direction shows that um, you've got to think about, like, Deep Purple as well. That's like a hell of a, <laughs> yeah, I know. It sounded a bit like I was licking a vagina. But, like, you've got you've got to think about, like, Deep All Purple done. and stuff like that. Like, you know, they're amazing. But, I do think, and it might be sacrilege to say this, but I think there's someone who did that simple but well better than Eric Mm -hmm. Clapton and better than Cream. And I think that, for me, it's Jimmy Page, the guitarist, Mm. of what I consider to be probably the best band ever, Led Zeppelin. Um, Bold too. I... i will go into this another day i'm sure but i think if you had to think about a band who has like it's like if you had to think about a football team who had the best player in the world in every position led zeppelin are kind of that but for bands they have the best they have like they have like the best guitarist the best vocalist the best bass player and the best drummer I, in my opinion i i i think robert plant fucking sings really well I, you know i'm not musically not ed sheeran, though, knowledgeable yeah he? no, he's not ed sheeran <laughs> who is what's that like lonely <laughs> mountain nudging. song um but anyway and the thing about liking led zeppelin is it's a bit like and i try to think of a film that made sense but i actually think it's different for everyone but everyone has that one film where everyone for me it was pulp fiction where i was going like, to say yeah, pulp
1: fiction Yeah, you have
0: to watch this film you have to watch this film you have to watch it, and you're like oh it can't be that good it's gonna be shit <laughs> and then you watch oh, it boy. And it's really good, and you're like, oh my god, this actually might be one of the best films i have ever seen. Might be the best film I've ever seen. I god can't follow. believe it. Like, you can't stop like thinking about it for weeks
2: one. and weeks. And then you're telling everybody, you have to watch this film. I just watched this film, and it's so good. That was like me when, mm. when I first watched Step Brothers, like, oh fucking, the Facebook <laughs> out there. But,
0: but, but this is the thing, it's different for everyone. You know, some people yeah. go highbrow, some people go lowbrow. That's fine. But, um, you know, <laughs> I think that for me is, is Led Zeppelin. Like, I remember being like, you know, my dad's a bit of an old, like he was into rock and roll and sure. doing all that sort of stuff back in the day. And he, he would always talk about how Led Zeppelin were incredible. And, and I'd be like, bleh, 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 whatever, that will be fine. Whatever. I fucking, i like Eminem and fucking busted. And, um. And From then you, you listen, <laughs> nothing, nothing. But then you listen, <laughs> then you listen to like Led Zeppelin for the first time. You are like, "Oh Jesus Christ, this is fucking insane." And I think a big part of that is Jimmy Page, who is responsible for, I would say, in my opinion, at least four of the top ten greatest guitarists guitar of all time. I'd say "Cashmere," "Tears Years Gone," "The Immigrant Song," and a "Whole Lot of Love" are second to
2: none. I, with them. I, How do they go?
0: Um,
2: Is that the Formula One song?
0: No, that's that's, that's the chain chain by by Fleetwood Mac Also a good song Um, The Immigrant song is like like, Shrek 2 Yeah, the one off Shrek 3 Shrek 3, yeah Shrek 3,
2: mate Yeah, that's right.
0: Kashmir, oh, I can never do it Kashmir is one of those ones that you wouldn't think was Led Zeppelin
1: but is Right isn't wait? Isn't Kashmir that bum ba da ba dum ba bum ba da ba
0: No, that's that's immigrant song. I sorry, listen, I'm, yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry, Cash
0: Kashmir. Let me see. Yeah,
1: you're right. Actually, Kashmir's also got a really like it's one of those songs that's used in like half of all trailers from my childhood. For example, right. Oh, it's, it goes
0: jung 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 jung. Yeah, and um, and uh what was the other one I fucking said? Iconic. Tears gone, tears years, tears years gone. I think is incredible. I can't. Again, I'm not very oh. good at right remembering them. Is that from House of the Holy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: that's like that's. I, I I'm sorry to butt in, but like, yeah, no, I no. I like I I don't know what it is. I I really like I like lo- I like led zeppelin but for some reason and i really like like you know cream Beatles, you know Jimi hendrix and all that like i love all that sort of music but for some reason only houses of the holy is the only record by is by um led zeppelin that i actually really like i for some reason i just i just I, i can listen to it and be like this sounds good but i'll just i just won't choose to ever listen to it ever again but other than house for some reason house of holy gets me i don't know why it's so strange so that's i mean yeah I yeah. yeah,
0: this is the thing. So, uh, my technical understanding of guitar is not that in depth, um, but my understanding is that Jimmy Page was very technically adept, ad- ad- adept, but mm. he achieved what he did by doing things simply but very well. He could do all the noodly, but he would do that sparingly, interspersed with just very well practiced playing.
1: Mm, he's a he's a blues guitarist at heart really
0: yes and he was innovative actually in his use of effects pedals and layering which is why i think it's one of those things that like people say but it's obviously bollocks people are like oh led zeppelin not that good live but they are obviously very good live but he would he used a lot of effects in the studio and layering that can't Mm. necessarily at the time couldn't be recreated as faithfully on on stage live um and alone this is really impressive um but i think the thing for me that just puts jimmy page above the rest is the way he can transition from some of the most elegant and beautiful and technical guitar playing you've ever heard into some of the like hardest dirtiest riffs you've ever heard Mm. and i just think like you know at this point i will finish by bringing up the elephant in the room of uh led zeppelin stairway to heaven a song which everyone says is the best, and everyone says you have to listen to it, it's the best rock song ever, made, blah, blah, blah. and it is incredible. You know, you start out, and it kind sounds like you're being...
1: There's a lady who's sure all the glitters turns to gold and she's buying a a stairway stairway to to heaven Heaven. it's like really folky it's like a seven minute like folk rock banger kind of thing and it like progresses through all these different sort of parts of it it's like a a very theatrical song
0: but so yeah the way it starts out you feel like you're being being enchanted by some kind of elven queen playing the harp and every note and every little flair is just perfect and it's beautiful and it slowly builds and as it builds it gets Slightly less plucky and there's slightly more reverb, and then it hits. Mm. It's like five point five minutes and fifty five seconds in. This huge solo just comes in, and it is just like whoa! It like blows your mind. It like with well, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh fucking you know, like this is a bit much. Like I just never heard something that built like that, and I just think, you know, I for me had never experienced something like that, and I think listening to led zeppelin for me has given me more of those like oh experiences wow those like yeah. whoa mm. i've not heard someone do that before than any other band and i think a big that part of takes. that is yeah it's a big part of that is jimmy Fa- jimmy page like he 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 jimmy birthed fallon. jimmy fallon <laughs> mate um, <laughs> he he birthed into existence what i believe to be probably one of the the best rock songs ever made and also mm. some of the hundreds, uh, not hundreds, like tens of the best guitar ever played. And, you know, I think to do that, you have to be a goat. You have to be, you have to be in the conversation. I just think you have yeah, to top, be in the conversation. Top, top, top six, three, top three. Yeah. Top three, you've got to be in there. For me, I, I just think that's a, right. that's a no brainer. That's Fair the end enough, of my yeah. Jimmy Page chat.
1: Yeah, nice, nice. Um, yeah, there's, I'm trying to look up the name of it, but the guitar shop in Exeter, I... I wanna say they Manson? might have... Andertons, right? Mansons. Manson's that's Andertons is an online like guitar shop. Mansons. I don't know if Manson's is closed. Well, there was there was talk of it around COVID that so it might have been shut down, yeah, but I think I someone think, might right, have come yeah, in and given it money or something. Open. I think yeah. there's still
2: Because I got my guitar from there. I think they're still yeah.
1: But Ma- uh, Ma- Mas- <laughs> Manson's. uh Mass m what is it? Mansons. Sorry, yeah, I bought like all my guitars from there. Um yeah. Mansons <laughs> actually supply jimmy page's guitars they make jimmy page's guitars and i remember when i bought my i when i brought my telecaster in there because jimmy page plays the telecaster by the way big brownie points for me on that one um i actually saw it like his like it's like the wooden one with like the kind of the dragon sort of symbol on it um it's really really cool i remember being like wow that's sick and then later on i found out yeah that's probably literally the exact guitar that jimmy page was like would play like that's insane it's insane, yeah. Yeah, no, Jimmy Page, that's a fantastic shout. It's a uh, pretty uh, standard would have been a nasty way to put it, but it's it's a slightly more obvious shout, I I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um it's definitely one of those things you'd see on like the top 20 greatest guitarists of all time. Like you're always yeah, certain to yeah. see Jimmy Page on that and for good reason, like he well, didn't yeah. he was never like I mean again I haven't listened to that much Led Zeppelin which is a bit of a crime um as a guitarist but um from what like I could I've I have heard like a lot he would just make these very memorable hooks and and riffs and it, they were just kind of blues riffs and hooks and stuff but they Although they were very simplistic and kind of grounded in that blues style, the way they were produced, the way they were specifically played and put together was just so catchy and, and captivating and got stuck in your head. And yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely is, I think, one of the greats for that, for sure. But will he be in the top three? Find out. You'll have to find out. I and Mork, do you want to go next?
2: Yeah, I'm very happy to go next. Um, sure. Yeah, that was a good shout Um, And I want to say, yeah, you know, different music, different strokes for different folks. Hmm. And, you know, I've, I've dabbled in the guitar and I have a very strong affiliation to guitarists as well. But for a slightly different version of guitarists, a slightly different version of playing the guitar is kind of my taste. And I think, yeah, you do have those classic, like you said, standard, like just play really soft tunes. And it's a little bit, it can be a little bit like... Dun, dun, dun. We're doing the fucking song. When's <laughs> you are, it going? If, suge-
0: if you are suggesting. But you know, that it's a bit A to Zetlin. D. Dun, that is, <laughs>
1: that is, that is, that is criminal. That is, song. This
2: is criminal. But listen, no, this, you're, you're not hearing me out, fam. You're not hearing me out, but that I, sometimes, cruel. I like my guitar playing a little bit more like. Like a, like a to junket. D, then back to A, then to like X. Do you know what I mean? A bit more, wow, are you, are crazy. You done, are you done with quoting Beep Show? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that your script, just quoting Beep Show? Yeah. So basically, uh, I went a little bit left field with this one. Mm-hmm. And okay. thought, I thought, what's the most impressive, like, holy fuck, that guitar, the guitar playing on that song is the best I've ever heard, like, in my life. So the answer was pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. If you've played Guitar Hero 3 and beaten the game, then you've probably played a cheeky little number called Through the Fire and Flames by the band Dragon Force. And if you've not heard some of the guitar on that track, then, editor, please insert a little snippet here. Because it's fucking crazy. It's guitar playing only the devil himself could match. Hearing that was actually like, what the, f- what the fuck am I listening to? This cannot be real. This isn't real. This isn't a real person actually playing the guitar. And the geezer who plays that must be pretty fucking good. If it's so good, it's actually unbelievable. It's not just good. It's like, oh wow, this is some great guitar playing. It's like that's not real. He must be fucking amazing at playing the guitar. Isn't that? Well, two yeah, of them? he is. There are two. He, th- but there are so let's just just well yes he is he's a beast and i'm nominating him for this top three and his okay. name is herman lee now there are actually two lead guitarists in the band but I'm just going to put Herman forward, because from what I can tell, researching and everything else there's kind of more written about him, he might be the better guitarist of the two. And I've got to just pick one, so I'll just pick him. They're probably so, both as good as each other, but he can do it all.
1: The, the guy who might be the better guitar, the better lead guitarist in the band where there's two lead guitarists is one of the best guitarists of all time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I could just pick both of them and say but both of these guys because they're both absolutely insane.
0: So, just to clarify, the guy who might be the best guitarist... He's the, he's the better in the band, one, in my opinion. In the band Dragon Force. He's the greatest guitarist of all time. He's in the top three best guitarists of all time. Why are you laughing? It's still debated if he's the top
1: He's only like, the top two of his own band. It's literally that quote from... I think it was John Lennon where they were like... They asked him like do you think Ringo stars is the greatest drummer in the in the in the world and he's like he's not the greatest drummer in the Beatles <laughs>
2: <laughs> This is unbelievable what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely unbelievable he, what you're saying. He, sorry, he sorry. Might be. The I best had to pick guitarist guitarist one as I I couldn't pick Dragon two Wars. people. I couldn't pick two people. They're probably both as good as each other. Which mm. which is not like oh they're both as good as each other. I mean the shit. If they're both as good as each other, they're probably both the fucking best in the whole world, right? Oh God, Just he's shut up. Have that on no. his
0: gravestone. <laughs> Herman, whatever his name was. <laughs> Herman Maybe Lee. the best guitarist
2: in Dragon Ball. They're
1: the best lead guitarist. Not rhythmers. like you don't. Can't
2: rhythm with that i think you yeah, can do he's, rhythm too you can do everything he's wow.
0: probably the greatest guitarist in
2: dragon. Ball. i say probably because i'm not like there is no definitive he's de- no one's coming at <laughs> me like you're the best guitarist in dragon because you're better than your mate who's shit <laughs> so i just have to pick one why are you getting it's the only way you can beat me is with like semantics and like no words, we're all gonna mate. we're all
1: gonna win today except maybe you, you can just carry <laughs> on like, right this guy is insane listen
2: right okay i'm listening <clears throat> herman lee is a fucking beast and like i said i did play the guitar for a few years and i can do all the basics i can do a few scales but i haven't really got that much of a clue about the crazy shit So his Wikipedia page didn't really make that much sense to me, so I couldn't, like, boil it down into, like, my own words. So I'm just going to read this small bit, word for word. Okay. Because I don't understand it, and you won't either, because it's fucking just mad skills. His playing style consists of fast-descending and ascending legato and staccato licks, exotic scale runs, making extensive use of the harmonic minor and... Paragian dominant scale extreme use of his whammy bar quick full ascending and descending sweep picking arpeggios alternate picking and two-handed tapping on the higher frets as well as incorporating many other shred guitar style techniques what like playing out of If you can do all that shit (laughs) then you are mental right you are nuts guitar player if you can do staccato legato scale run up and down crazy ass shit right you must be sick at just what, playing what the guitar. is this staccato? Is what i don't know then how do you know it's good because when i listen to him playing i'm like what is that thing i've never seen for there he goes, it's right and down for me and like here's the thing right all that stuff we're talking about the top guitarists right the best guitarists mm-hmm. if you can do all that crazy shit you are an insane guitarist Like, the devil can't even shred as hard as this guy can. And he does all of this. He does all of this while being left-handed but plays the guitar right-hand. Oh, like Jimi Hendrix. And if you watch him play live, quite often he'll play with, rather than his hand on the bottom of the... Fretboard and sliding up and down the neck, he puts his hand on the top and has this claw and just goes playing this crazy shit. And this is what I mean with the, with Herman Lee, right? Yes, you can play these Dunun, and I mean that in a joke, but it's like you know simple bluesy riffs that sound really nice. But this is like the technical. These are the skills. These are like y- you million years of practice. Some of these guitarists could not do like the and a cold winter morning blah, 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 blah like all this crazy <laughs> fucking shredding shit do you know what I mean Like, yeah. it's absolutely insane what this guy can do he is just a pure skillful guitar player who can do all this mad stuff and in a guitar 1v1 on Rust Battle I feel like Herman Lee would be extremely hard to beat if you had a guitar off if you had the battle of the guitars if you put up where his name was against Herman Lee and said, Right, solo shred it. I think Herman Lee would one v one almost anyone in the world with his crazy fucking kind of moves. And that I, might that might yeah. make you one of the best guitarists of all time. Because you're just in terms of just playing the instrument as a skillful technical piece of equipment, that might make you the best. I have a couple questions. You know I'm I have a couple questions. I'm not finished yet, but yeah, go on.
1: Have you heard of Tim Henson from um Poly Polyphobia? the band polyphobia i think if you really like technical super fast ridiculous what the fuck's happening guitar guitar, i think he might actually be the goat like if you just look up uh tim henson or the the dude from polyphobia or listen to like goats from polyphobia no resemblance to the podcast like (laughs) you will be your jaw will actually be on the floor it's disgusting what you can do um and my other question is: Have you heard? Have you heard any Dragon Force songs other than Through the Fire and the Flames?
2: <laughs> yeah, I have a whole album on my phone. Oh, really? Yeah, I have their have first you... album from 2003. I can't remember what it's called, but it's on there, <laughs> and I listen to it I mean, every now and again. One will come on, and I can't. Sometimes I can't quite tell the difference between the songs because it will start off different, and the song will be different, and then all of a sudden it just go, blah, 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 and I'm like, I can't remember what this one is, but it fucking rocks. Like they go like seven minutes long, just. Right, my...
0: But. I've got a question.
2: <laughs> yeah. Can you
0: finish? Because uh, I have got a no, question. No, I'm not
2: finished. He's not finished.
0: Right, you, you finish yourself off. Should I finish I'll... up my whole thing? It's finish not off, very finish long finish now. Finish off, so Finish off, yeah. Finish yourself
2: off. So he's extremely hard to beat. And the thing is, is he just fucking loves it as well. Like... I've been watching videos of him today playing live and he just plays with, like, a smile. He don't give a shit. Like, he'll play, like, live in, like, a guitar shop and, he'll, like, fuck up a little bit and just laugh and then just, like, do, like, another little crazy lick to, like, make up for it. He'll, like, go, drop a note and just go, like, blah! blah and just, like, be funny and just do kind of crazy shit. And he'll, like, 360s guitar around himself. And it's just, like, memorising. It's just mesmerising the, like, hmm. skill that is on display when he picks up the guitar. And, in fact, Dragon Force, when their first album was released critics and everyone around the guitar scene thought that the guitar playing on that record and on the album was fake they were like it absolutely has to be studio trickery it can't be. they didn't do that for real they can't do that live that's just studio they can only do it in the studio they're not going to play through the Fire flames live isn't genuinely they it was what they two thought. People. <laughs> That's why no, they, they could knew do some because they know who's on the fucking album. They know who it is, but they just thought they can't do that crazy shit. Why do they have six and... guitarists? What the
1: fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but they just thought they can't do that crazy stuff. And then when the band performed live, people actually went to examine it. Like people from Total Guitar Magazine went to examine the guitar playing and watch every single note and they were just blown away that it was actually real and they were actually mm. shredding that fucking hard and, like, this guy is a god, like, fair enough they would say like, fair, he's fucking insane like, the critics thought that it was genuinely impossible and it was real that is mental that you're that good at the instrument so I think just for, like, pure skill just skill, pure shred like, setting fire to the fucking fretboard the song doesn't have to sound good like, you might fucking hate the songs and might hate that style that's fair enough, don't really care for just playing the instrument like the, the craziest way, Herman Lee just has to be up there. Has to be considered, like one v one. Anyone, he would murk them, and that's what being like a top guitarist is about—pure fucking skill. So Herman Lee is my first nomination.
0: Here's my question: mm-hmm. Who would you say is the best rapper? Of I was going to say this as well, because I would say. Eminem's best rap songs are not that one where he goes <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, but I no I think that's a I don't think that's a very good comparison cuz rap sounds like rhythm apt, and poetry Very apt comparison. No, it's Thank not. You, so you're back. saying that cuz you don't like my pick. It's not. <laughs> no, I no, It's no, not I no, I no because because this is about playing an instrument, and I think the skill to be able to play an instrument in Rapping that way is playing an instrument. It's, your it's, vocal it's rhythm and poetry. If you, I agree. If you can't yeah, hear the every, poetry, every
1: music, every music is rhythm, and any music with lyrics is rhythm and poetry. What are you talking this about?
2: This But this is where
0: it comes down to: is like, do you see it as like an art or a science? Because like, obviously, I. I here's the thing, <laughs> I. I'm one of those people who looks at these great guitarists. I'm a big idolizer. I'm a big, like, I love to, like, put people on a pedestal. It's, I don't know why. Um, but, like, I... So, in my head, I'm like, I reckon Jimmy Page could probably fucking pull it off. Like, right. gun to his head. He's fucking sick. He's probably the best guitarist ever. He'd fucking... Like, the rest of him, And he can do stuff. Like, he does do stuff like that. He does do these big solos. They're not... They're not Dragon Force. They're not Through the Fire and flames. <laughs> they're not like... But he can do it. But my question is, like... D- it it comes down to do you see it as a skill or an art like and it comes down to like it's like painting as well like you know that you know those like pictures you see on Instagram where someone just does like a hyper realistic drawing of fucking Cara Delevingne? Mm. that's not art for me that's not art that's basically a photocopy and and it yeah, is different but the, the same thing, but it's it, about, it, it's yeah, like is going cuz i could like i could type really quickly Right, I could mm. type. Th- it, this is again like I could type a story much more quickly if I didn't give a shit about what it meant. But if I wanted to write a good story, I would type a bit and I'd pause and
2: I. But he is he is trying to. He's making me. It's not random. So like, but you just said that different.
0: You said that different Dragon Force songs come on, and by the middle, you can't remember which one it is.
2: That's because I'm a fucking idiot, and I'm just listening to them casually. (laughs) But like, I think if you got to, so if you got two guitarists and went like, right, play this, play this, play this. So you did like, can you play a C chord? Yes. Can you then you play C and a D? Can you play this? And you just slowly built it up on what your skill level is. Herman Lee would get to a point with most guitarists in the world where he'd be like, okay, you did that riff, I'll do that riff. And then he'd be like, can you do this? And the guy would be like, nope. And I'd be like, okay, you can't play the instrument I as well as me because I can play this crazy shit, maybe. I think I'm my, just saying that's I kind of my, my problem
1: I think my problem with Herman Lee is that, yes, he might have, you know, mastered these techniques of like sweep picking and stuff like that, which in mm. tapping, which allows you to go like super, super, super fast. But it's like, yeah so what like a hundred thousand you know a hundred or two hundred different speed metal guitarists can also do that and like yeah so what like lots of metal guitarists can play like ridiculously fast things like does that doesn't mean they're the greatest guitarists of all time and it's it's almost like the trendsetters the people who first did those things or the people who actually i don't know put more like Sebek's saying put, put more poetic sort of soul yeah like soul like for example like there is a uh a Shadé song i really like and it has some guitar in it that's really really simple like extremely simple guitar like really like he's only playing like three or four different notes like it's really simple but the way the guitarist is playing it is with so it's, it's unbelievable amounts of just like soul that like mm. it just I I actually absolutely love the guitar and it just because of that. But it's really simplistic. Like I could
2: play it, but like I don't know if I could play it like how he's in played way. it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Well yeah, that's the thing. I the thing, yeah, you're right, a lot of shred metal guitarists can do that, but I only know this guy, so <laughs> 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 And he might be one of the best. I don't know. I don't he might be the best in the world. No, I, you think, just I, I think
0: yeah. I think Dragon Force uh, from my very little knowledge, are probably the the, the they've got the, a big the, name. They've got to be up there the, with some the of the best. They're mainstream peak of like shred metal. But it's what I will say real. is, I just watched, uh, I just watched through the fire and flames. I just skipped straight to the big solo at the end, and I have to say, blew my fucking mind. I mean, it is insane, exactly. Isn't it? It, it is, is insane. insane.
2: Like if if you if you sat him in a room, like even with Jimi Hendrix, and he just did lick for lick, and Herman Lee was like, all right, Jimmy, can you fucking do this? He'd probably be like, nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but I, I could don't he could he play with like soul, for example, like? Well, that's This is just why I'm submitting him for his. Everyone's got skills in different. Not everyone, as we've established, can do everything. If there was a guitarist out there who could fucking and like, like they'd be the best ever. Do you know what I mean? But he's got a different skill to go up there.
0: What I love about the music video to "Through the Fire and Flames" is throughout the whole music video, there's just a camera on his guitar. Like there's like a little box at the bottom In the that, corner. Just show, that just shows what he's doing. Like, yeah,
2: because blah, 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 blah. he's just doing crazy shit and he's playing it over the top and two handed, and he's playing it the rock. His left hand, he's playing it the wrong way around. I hate it when
1: I listen to. I like watch, say like Crown Men or like a band. I like watching uh, live, like uh, on on YouTube, or whatever. And the cameraman's like focusing on their face. And I'm just like, bro, yeah. Put that camera down. I want to see what the they, I want to see what they're doing <laughs> yeah. with their fingers. I want to see like what yeah, crazy yeah. shit
2: they're going on. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, uh, there you go. Herman Lee, he's going forward based on pure skill, it's like one v one me on skill. rust. He's a technical one v one me on rust. Technical he'd, skill. He'd, I, yeah, I he'd have battle to agree. He Yeah. Like,
0: I just watched a bit where he went like this, like that's insane. I don't, I don't even, I don't know what that means. I don't know
2: how you that don't even know works that's possible. Yeah, that's insane. Now you've heard from the two dumbasses. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> <It's time> to... <laughs> now you've heard <laughs> 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 doing the fucking song
1: yeah. and...
2: <laughs> hit us with something in the middle, something actually good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> I'll try my best. Um... So yeah, when people think of the greatest guitarists of all time, it's hard to get away from the genres of blues, metal, and especially rock. And this is often reflected in greatest guitarists of all time lists, where it is just blues and rock guitarists and the occasional metal guitarist. That's why for my first pick, I'd like to sort of broaden our spectrum a little bit. And I'm going to pick a guitarist from one of my favorite genres, jazz. That's right. We're going jazzy. I thought we
2: were going to say techno. But... <laughs> techno guitar. Let's fucking go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, there are definitely a shitload to pick from the world of jazz. I mean, it's, mm. jazz has been around for over 100 years now at this point. It's like mad. There's too many people. But despite all of that, it's actually quite insane because almost everyone with a an opinion worth listening to within jazz or within jazz guitar or what have you, they all agree on the exact same thing, and that is that Wes Montgomery is king of jazz guitar. So who is this jazz cat then? <laughs> well, <laughs> <Don't> John <know. laughs> John Leslie Montgomery or... Wes Montgomery, for short, was born in the 1920s in Indiana of the USA.
2: That was ages ago. It
1: was a while ago, yeah. He was a quiet kid, born into a large family. And in 1935, his older brother dropped out of school to sell coal and ice. It was a different time. (laughs) And saved up enough money. (laughs) Coal and ice, what the fuck? And saved up (laughs) enough money to buy young Wes. Make ice. I think back in those days, people didn't just have freezers because this was like the 30s. Like, I don't know if they were as big i don't know yeah they'd
0: go around have you not seen that you used to go around with a massive block of ice and they'd like chip it off and give
2: yeah, it to people yeah it was because really look. roswell hadn't happened yet that's
0: yeah because right. roswell hadn't happened yet.
2: that's what my dad used to tell me who he obviously was nuts but he used to tell me that like microwaves and stuff like this only got invented after roswell and he was like look roswell crashed in like 76 or whatever the first microwaves were in 78 and i was like right okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonder you came out so normal isn't it like, you're he, quite he normal
1: He's not. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, But yeah, his his older brother dropped out of school and saved up enough money to actually buy young Wes, his first ever instrument, a small four-string tenor guitar. Now, despite later dismissing the guitar's usefulness, it would spark his lifelong passion for the instrument. Now, Years later, he would get married and find work as a welder Then, at a dance with his wife, he heard a Charlie Christian record for the very first time and was so blown away by it, the next day he bought himself his own proper six-string guitar. Well, for the next almost year, he would spend literally any and all free time he had trying to imitate Charlie Christian's guitar playing, and although he never received any formal training or teaching or whatever, and he couldn't even read sheet music whatsoever, by the age of 20, he was good enough at imitating Charlie Christian's guitar that he was playing in clubs and people were liking his music. They were like, this is great. This is he great. He just
2: taught himself off just like copying. Basically, just, yeah. just
1: listening to Charlie Christian records and just copying it. And he would get into... He found himself in a couple bands in this time as well. So the next few years, he would actually spend touring with these bands. And when he was able, he would be perfecting his craft anytime he had any free time. In fact, due to the fact that he had to keep his day job down, because that was where 99% of the income was coming out, yeah, he actually was only able to practice his guitar playing at night. And now... To not wake up his neighbors or his kids who are sleeping at night, he would play with his thumb like a really soft, like thumb plucking technique.
2: Right. So it wouldn't like ding ding.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't like pluck with like you know a pick or anything like that. But yeah, he would nails he would just yeah.
2: he would like down
1: strum with his thumb and maybe like yeah, pick a little yeah. bit with his fingers to like mute that. It. Yeah, like a very muted, soft like playing. Mute. It.
2: Like yeah, yeah.
1: And this would later. This would go on to become his iconic guitar-playing sounds. Mixing the complicated jazz harmonies with his smooth playing style would turn heads all over the jazz world and would even sort of become a precursor to what would become smooth jazz years later. After about 15-odd years of being a musician, he was actually finally... he finally had the opportunity become the very his very own lead performer in his own band and this was called the west montgomery trio and in 1960 he recorded the legendary jazz record the incredible jazz guitar of Wes montgomery featuring his most popular song to date in your own sweet way probably the most or maybe the second most sampled song in all of lo-fi hip-hop and i'm not joking about that so I've told you about his innovative thumb-plucking technique, but there's got to be more to him to be crowned as basically the greatest jazz guitarist of all time. Well, the other thing he's super super notable for is doing what's called block chords. Now, I'm going to really try and not be super technical because it could get fucking boring, and also some of the stuff I don't even understand because it's high-tech jazz shit, and I'm just a lowly blues guitarist. But I'm going to try and sort of explain it as simply as I can.
2: Dumb it down for us. Yeah. Fucking shit munchers. Yeah. So
1: so usually when you have a melody in a song, it's basically the melody's played sort of one or two notes at a time. You know, like do, 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 do. It's like one note or maybe two notes playing it at a time each time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With block chords or with a melody, you're essentially playing that melody with three or more notes at the same time for each of those sort of like notes within the melody. So so what would
2: it sound like? Give us a doo-doo for that one. I don't know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> okay but yeah why it's fucking insane get it, yeah. why it's fucking yeah. insane
1: is you're literally it's it's almost like you're playing like three or four melodies at the exact same time because you're playing like three or four or even five notes at the same time and you're playing it as fast as you would a melody you know like do, 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 do. but think of that but you're playing a completely different chord it's for down, every down, single down. one of those dudes and they're a completely different chords Just think about how fucking unreal that is. And I have... That's pretty crazy. In Your Own Sweet Way, it's like, it's a super slow song. It's like 60 beats a minute. I'm just listening to it, yeah. Yeah, very, very slow. Really, I very like, yeah, get your record on. The amount of times I've tried to learn that song, but it is... I get like like five chords into it like five like melody chords you know block chords into it and i'm like i can't do this and the amount of times i try and i'm like i can't i could maybe do it one day and i try again i'm like nope (laughs) 10 minutes in i'm like fucking, that is ridiculous how the fuck did he do that and especially without any like teaching or anything like
2: yeah yeah. the understanding to
1: to do those like as well as like just the, the the crazy harmonies happening at the same time and mix that with his super soft playing style just kind of, it kind of, it was like the perfect balance. It kind of like reduces the harsh and dissonance from these jazz harmonies, but they're still like really interesting harmonies and like uh, things going on. But because it's played so softly, it's very easy to kind of, I'd say, become infatuated with it. And he, with all that combined, it honestly makes, makes him one of the most unique sounding guitarists i've ever heard and i have never heard anyone sound anything like him like even in jazz like he is completely unique and he definitely goaded within jazz and i think that's why he deserves to be one of one of the greatest guitarists full stop Mm. of all time
2: wow Without any prior knowledge, I can't really dispute your claim. <laughs> There's
1: actually four guitarists, and they're like they're all playing one like, at a time.
2: I can't like what you said, like be like, yeah, well, everyone can fucking do that.
1: <laughs> everyone can fucking play the pentatonic scale at 200 beats per minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Well, yeah. So that leads me on. My my second one's a bit shorter. Thank fuck. Um. I, interestingly, I kind of went down a bit of a Vinnie route with my second pick, which is that... You're conspiring wanted...
2: against me. No, no, not at all. Just because I like kicking tunes.
0: I I wanted to go for something that was equally enchanting, as I believe Jimmy Page can be, but for different reasons, and also very innovative, much like Wes Montgomery. Um, But in a genre of music and a genre, specifically of guitar play, that I think is given quite a not hard rap, but it's definitely like put in the corner. It's like, yeah, you just do that. Which is for me, it's like folk music, like folk music. People just think of like playing like one quite easy and then being like, I went down to the fair and I saw a fair maiden and it's like, oh yeah, great. Like <laughs> like, I like, But I love folk music, but I think that's the kind of idea that it has. But if you do... If you do accidentally, while you're flicking through the sports channels, come across like BBC Four or something like that, you might <laughs> accidentally see Joni Mitchell, who is a very well-known multi-instrumentalist, vocalist, and just a bit of a fucking all-round legend. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about guitar. And to be honest with you, I don't really understand it. Guitar. Uh, I do now a bit. No, no, what Joni Mitchell does. because oh, okay. uh, when you hear Joni Mitchell, you think, eh, just a fucking guitar, isn't it? Just like she does a lot of singing. You think the singing's the hard bit and the guitar's the easy bit, but that is not so. So I was talking to Alex at work. Now Alex is my colleague, nay, friend. Ooh, nay, Alex. my boss.
2: Ooh,
1: I'm getting um, so <laughs> even more than from my friend. podcast thing.
0: He's more than Ooh, friends, he's friend. my boss. Oh,
2: guitar <laughs> friend, help me with my podcast friend. <laughs> I hope it, I hope he's the kind of lad that'll appreciate I don't that now. I, Can sure I, I just say, Michael? Answer.
0: I mean this. I mean this in a very nice way. You mm-hmm. are in a particularly grating mood
2: today. <laughs> um. <laughs> At least I'm not beatboxing with my noise. Oh yeah. Well, you did. I'm start trying to with listen that. to your pick so I can so I can so find no, holes in Here's it. the thing. No, so
0: I can understand that. I listened to songs like Big Yellow Taxi and Coyote and I thought well that's very nice it's rather good uh but it, it, it's probably some of the greatest folk music I've ever listened to but I didn't really understand what's going on behind the scenes and Alex Bryant, my boss nay friend nay boss uh <laughs> is part of the band Bladek uh and also producer executive producer in fact of the hit true crime podcast Red Handed uh listeners choice winners third time in a row Ice in the fucking veins which I shouted like three times last night and no one got the reference so, friend of the show Alex Briand of Bladek taught me, <laughs> told me that most guitarists, nay, ninety-nine percent of guitarists, play in the tuning E A D G B E or AdGB as I call it
2: now i i only play drop d after i discovered drop d <laughs>
1: yeah well, <laughs> so, so, unless you really like nirvana <laughs> you you play in drop d that's like how it goes normally
0: um so from jazz to blues to rock and roll that to my knowledge is kind of the default yeah. and then in folk some people do open tuning and if you're like nirvana you might do open tuning as well no oh, that's um, drop
1: except- d sorry they do drop
0: d yeah, you yeah. might do drop d i don't i don't day. understand what i means. Drop d, yeah. okay, look anyway in um in f- apparently open tuning means that uh you get like a deeper sound because some of the strings don't need to be fingered when you play them it, it like it makes a chord naturally which means that you can kind of create your own yeah. like backing kind of um and that's obviously really cool um but most people only learn one uh they learn like one open open uh Tuning that sounds good to them and that's just how they play. Um for instance, Bob Dylan recorded Blood on the Tracks in Open D. Uh there are a few more common ones, Open G and also D A D G A D, which is Dad Gad. Oh yeah. Um, Dad Gad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dadgad, Dad Gad. Um, and the way Alex described it to me is this is ninety nine percent of guitarists stick to ad uh or A E D G B E. Standard tuning, yeah. And the one percent that don't, ninety nine percent of them play open D, open G, or Dadgad. Ish. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of others, but that's the majority. Drop D,
1: yeah, like drop D is, is like yeah. Everyone who, if you like like metal or like heavy rock, that's where you go yeah. to drop D.
0: But not Joni fucking Mitchell, because Joni Mitchell created a new tuning for every single one of her songs. She created hundreds of her own tunings from scratch and would relearn everything else for every single song because she wanted that backing to sound exactly how she wanted it. So the reason, like, some artists might play, they have, like, especially in folk, have, like, a very... What's the word? A very noticeable sound like you're like oh that's fucking bob dylan it's because he's playing it all on the same open chord so half of every single stroke sounds exactly the fucking same Mm -hmm. like literally half of every single strum is the three same open chords for every single song of every single stroke he's ever fucking played three of those notes are exactly the same Joni Mitchell did the exact opposite of that she would have those three strings at the bottom that would play a different thing like would play an open an open chord but would be completely different for every single fucking song and I just think from a technical perspective that's insane I'm not going to argue that her fucking songs are as impactful as Led Zeppelin or Cream or fucking any of that or even that she could yeah, she couldn't. Blah, 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 blah. She she definitely couldn't. Blah, blah. Like she 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 a hundred percent could not. Blah, blah, blah. She she couldn't, right? But I just think to go to the effort of relearning how to play the guitar, and obviously it's not from scratch from scratch because like there are things that are applicable over and over again, and like the more you do it, the quicker you're going to learn to like relearn this open tuning and like these new ways of tuning your guitar. Mm. But she has played in tunings that no one played before and no one's done since the only time people use them is to cover her songs like she because they can't be bothered because it is worthwhile and people could record a whole album in one of our open tunings but they can't because they're like oh well i fucking i learned fucking dadgad and that's it i'm just gonna do that i can't be bothered and i just think like to put that much effort in is kind of goaded like she's not she is not and she's not even but to just be like do you know what i'm not gonna just do dad gad i'm not just gonna do open g i'm actually gonna fucking reset every single fucking time that's mental mm, and it's i think it kind of it's worth a shout and it kind of goes under the radar and like i think like you know because she's a folk singer and i think because that doesn't have the like or even the vibe, it's kind of like ah oh, fucking whatever. But I think that's incredible, and I I think that's goat worthy. It's at least in with a shout. I at least wanted to talk about it, because I think it's impressive, and impressive. I didn't want to spend my whole time wanking off about fucking whammy bars.
1: I know that is that that is honestly I I fucking love that. I I am always enamoured by like songs that like use different tunings. Um, there's like for example a lot of um, like. It's like a particular type of genre, like Midwest uh, Midwest emo math rock. Um, Say <laughs> so that five times fast. Um, they all use crazy tunings, and especially there's this there's, there's a couple that I really really like. And I, whenever I play on my guitar, I'm like, wow, that sounds amazing. But I'm also like, I don't know what I'm doing. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't have to play a scale on this. Yeah. I have to like relearn the guitar. So the fact that I know what you mean, Joni yeah. Mitchell, as just made a different tuning for every song like a unique tuning for every song is like holy fuck that's a lot of work to like l- yeah. make a whole song
2: out of a brand new tuning that is actually so impressive because it's not just about the chords if you then want to play any notes it's going to be different to the other tuning. yeah well, yeah so exactly that's the thing
0: yeah and that, that's also like what's incredible about it is like just the the practical element of then doing like a live show like what oh, do you do yeah. there? Do you do? Do well, you, you just do, have to retune
2: it every time? Or like, swap yeah, guitar, do, you,
0: probably. do you swap guitar, or do you yeah. use the same guitar and then try and remember how you do the other the the, the tuning that you invented? Like it's just re- it's mental. It's mental.
2: Should I go for mine? I, w- I would love to
1: hear to your second pick, Mark.
2: Okay. Well, my second pick might actually ruffle a few more feathers. It's oh, even no. more left field than my first pick. Which Should we just I do my pick and then follow it a Instantly, you think, yes, you know, <laughs> oh, what have I written? I actually couldn't this make any sense. Instantly. <laughs> not so annoyed, instantly. Okay, you no, think, I, I get it now. Uh, it's just, really uh... gonna... So it's a bit, he's not someone that you would instantly think, yes, top six guitarists. But when you kind of boil it down a little bit, he's, he's, this guy's in for a shout, right? Who do you reckon it is?
0: The the guitarist from the Muppet Band,
2: no, Dave Grohl, <laughs>
1: really? Dave <No>. Grohl, <laughs> he's uh, a drummer. <laughs> he does guitar. Does guitar for Foo anyway, Fighters. Drum roll, please. It is Ed Sheeran.
2: No. Yay. Why did I drum roll that? No. No. Okay.
1: Did no. I even send my drum roll? I'm for sorry.
2: That? No. Listen. Listen. As much as my missus thought I was being serious when I told her about my joke, and why can't he be... Why, why not Ed Sheeran? It was her exact response. That's obviously a fucking joke. Fuck Ed Sheeran.
0: <laughs> no, Ed Sheeran's fine. We don't have to so fuck he's him. the top
2: like guitarist nice of all time. He's like a lovely guy. Very talented. Not fuck Ed Sheeran. He seems he's fine. He's very talented But man he's more. not a top guitarist of all time. He only plays no, fuck four chords.
0: Actually, fuck him. I've changed my <laughs> mind. He's <mic>. a
2: cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. In fact, the person I have picked is mick mars who? who he's the guitarist for motley crew ah, now you're probably ah. thinking what fucking motley crew what are you on about like well remember motley crew are a massive band massive and i think a lot of their success was down to mick he came up with the name wow he funded the <laughs> band in the early years of them starting up they wouldn't have even got off the ground what a great guitarist mick sorry <laughs> if you keep being a cunt all right <laughs> he came up you. with the name he came up with a name. He's the name he did greatest come up with the of all
1: time. you came up with Motley Crue the name He gave them a bunch of money
2: that's not why I'm really to get this guitarist of all time I'm just giving okay, you God, con- like context
0: he's like he's like, he's like <laughs> imagine we spell crew differently <laughs> <laughs> and Morg's like, he's the greatest guitarist of all time. Because he spelled crew with a U. He
1: invented a, a new word.
0: Joni Mitchell inve- invented a hundred new open tunings.
2: He <laughs> gave the name to Motley Crew. <laughs> he invented the
0: word crew, but with a U
1: and an umlaut.
2: Listen, right. Okay, oh, sorry. Actually, stop. So. <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready and he's obviously the guitar player for the band which is an important right. instrument in a band there is no band without a guitar he is the like keystone he plays all the riffs and he's the only guitarist in this band as well and which is good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> the best guitarist then right right he's definitely yeah he's definitely, the best he's, in definitely, crew. he's definitely the best guitarist that's <laughs> the bare minimum let's go yeah now in the '80s and '90s, Motley Crue were maybe the biggest band in the world, both on and off the stage. Really? N- yeah. Were they that? Were they? Were they no. Sorry, I'm, I'm being
1: serious because I don't. I don't listen to like a lot of that sort of. Motley metal, Crue were rock, fucking whatever. massive.
2: They okay, were like. Big. Who else would have yeah, been? They were like then? battling Guns N Roses Duran, and Roses and fucking. They had like feuds. Well, I mean, like metal. Rock, Within like rock, band. right?
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Biggest rock band in the world. On and off the stage, like, off the stage, Nikki Six died and came back to life from heroin overdoses twice, which in- was the inspiration for the song Kickstart My Heart. Tommy Lee had a very public marriage to Pamela Anderson, with their sex tape going public. Oh. Vince Neil also had a very public arrest when he crashed his car while drunk, resulting in the death of his friend and passenger. Rock and roll. It was fucking rock and roll. Listen to The Dirt. It's a fucking great book. Um... All of this, as well as world tours and some of the biggest songs of those decades, makes you massive. But notice how one name didn't get mentioned in big controversy, and that's Mick. Now, I know that Mick did have like problems, he had relationship problems and substance problems, whatever, but nothing compared to the scale of those other degenerates yeah like doesn't even come close like i said just three lines there's an 18 hour audiobook about all the fucking crazy shit those guys got up to and the reason is is because mick is all about the music man that's his drug which is cheesy i know but, like, not it, true. Really, it really is true. Like, also drugs are his drug. <laughs> also <laughs> drugs, also substances. I don't think he did that much drugs. Didn't you say he had
1: issues with substance abuse?
2: He was, like, probably an alcoholic. Yeah, so... But I don't think he was a massive drug addict. So, it's... But anyway... If you, it's fucking... If you compare it to Motley Crue, it's nothing... He's a fucking, yeah, no, like, he's, pussy <laughs> He's practically in the fucking church. Now, classics like kickstart my heart and especially live wire is just a pure headbanger like i absolutely love that tune stick live wire on whenever you're in the car and i guarantee like three minutes in when the guitar starts playing you'll accidentally be doing 100 miles an hour not realizing where you're going just fucking rocking out it's an at it's a fucking kicking tune like, like people free sometimes call um like motley Crue, like glam rock that is not glam rock to me that is just an absolute banger live wire is a certified banger and a massive part of that is the guitar playing like those songs fucking rock because Mick can absolutely shred the guitar and he would play with so much noise and distortion sometimes that during the recording of the Dr. Feelgood album Aerosmith were actually recording the album Pump in the same studio and they kept coming like kind of next door or whatever and telling Mick to like shut the fuck up and turn off his music because the audio was bleeding through like wow. his distortion stuff was so like, he had so many amps plugged in it was bleeding through into their record jesus rock and roll eh? and um obviously mick yeah he's a nice guy but he's still a member of motley crew so he just told Aerosmith to fuck off basically <laughs> he's not doing it and you can actually hear in the mix somewhere of that Aerosmith album mixed guitar
1: so wow. if you like boil it down
2: and listen to it properly they couldn't scrub it off the record completely you can hear Mick's guitar playing that's in the crazy. background which is really cool yeah i think that's um, really cool um, but he's not just a rocker, he's not just a fucking,
1: whoa, he also came up
2: with yeah, name. rock, he started out blues, pure chill, oh. mm-hmm. as a blues guitarist, he did many, um, he was in many blues bands in his early years before he went into rock and he started off as a blues guitarist. A lot. I feel like a lot of rock guitarists started off with blues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So he's really he's a really, really talented and really underrated musician and guitarist. And I think that Mick is just a fucking beast. And during his entire life and his entire career, he has achieved that level of success as being the guitarist for Motley Crue, while also struggling with this thing called ankylosing spondylitis which is a chronic inflammatory form of arthritis that mainly affects your spine and pelvis. And he was diagnosed with it when he was 17 years old. And it increasingly impaired his movement and caused him, like, insane pain every day for his entire life. It never goes away. There is no cure. Wow. And it caused his spine to actually freeze and and squash itself. So he's like inches shorter than he was like even like 10 years ago and then 10 years on that like he's just basically being crushed nope. by his body and no, that
1: wasn't because he went down a butlin slide with some like pennies in his pocket <laughs> <laughs> no we're <laughs> <laughs> we sure about that we're definitely sure about that
2: my mate's dad's, <laughs> dad's uncle's girlfriend's wife
0: <laughs> <laughs> he actually knows him right and he found the super lube mate and he Shit, went down so Mick fast maybe Mick mars
2: is the geezer from the Butland. he's the guy from Legend. <laughs> um but no, seriously, he is actually.
0: Because he, so <laughs> he was so rich from Motley Cree had so many
2: coins. <laughs> had <all> <laughs> he was the gonna the coins. go to the arcades and his mate was like, Go down the fucking slide first. He was like, All right then.
0: <laughs> he broke the sound barrier on the way
2: down. <laughs> <Just got crying. laughs> oh it's just so stupid oh I feel bad because my next line is he was in so much pain all the time that he couldn't walk he couldn't move his head (laughs) left and right to drive a car wow and we're just taking the pits Jesus Christ
0: mate you've got to watch Butlins mate it's fucking
2: evil. all of that Mm. all of imagine all that pain you're in all that going on in your body i try he still he was still the guitarist for Motley Crue hmm one of, if not the most intense bands of all time because of their lifestyle. Like, not just playing, like, on stage, they'd be fucking rocking out going crazy, but then they'd get off stage and they'd just do drugs all night and go fucking mental and do all this crazy shit and smash up hotel rooms and snort lines of ants with Ozzy Osbourne while he's in a dress on the side of the pool. And Mick Mars is, like, his body is, like, imploding while doing that for 42 years and still rocking out every single night. It's fucking mental to like have those conditions and be in that band, and he's just a really hard-done-by guy. Like he's really underappreciated. Motley Crue get fucking memed all the time, and I actually think loads of their songs are sick. And mainly, I listen to them for the guitar. And like this year, he's actually being sued. No, he is actually suing Motley Crue, um, after he retired from touring due to his poor health because the guy's fucking seventy-one and his bones are like he's twisting 71. and breaking. Every... He's seventy-one now. Yeah.
0: Oh God, I didn't realise they were that old. So
2: he's been playing for 42 years in Motley Crue and he's gone, I can't fucking take it anymore. My body just won't do it. Like, I'm an old man. I don't need to do this shit anymore, basically. I don't care about money, whatever. Mm. And Motley Crue were just like, yeah, whatever. So they just fucking didn't give a shit and they were just short of cash. So they forced him out of the band and said, yeah, fine. And they replaced him the next day. The day he announced his term, the next day, they said, here's our new guitarist. And they then cut all of Mick's royalties to 7.5% what bearing in mind he wrote a lot of the songs he's the main guitarist without him they wouldn't have had his guitar playing he's a very unique style and he came up with the name <laughs> it's like seven and a half percent what the fuck are you talking about what's, what's unique Cause about they just wanted his him gum. what's 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 unique about his guitar playing um, he, he, it was just like at a time where he would like stack multiple lamps up together and use like a lot of distortion, but with his like jazzy, he would play like just a lot of clean riffs. That's why it gets like, they're a little bit glam, metal-y, glam-rocky. Some of it's quite slow paced and just very chord progression-y, but with a lot of distortion and kind of ampage. And then he would bring it up for like a bit of a sort of like live wine and just really play hard. Right. Okay. He's not doing the fucking tapping, it's no, but it's just very distortion-y. But rhythm at this kind of same time because sure. they don't have a rhythm guitar. It's just one guitar that's playing. So he's playing kind of rhythm and lead all at the same time. Sure, yeah. Because um, they only have like a bassist. It's just bass, guitar, drums, vocalist with Motley Crue. Um. But yeah, like they fucked him right over, which is fucking crazy because they owe him so much. Like that band, Motley Crue, would not be that's as big bullshit. as it was without Mick Mars. Like he's the forgotten member of Motley Crue. Everyone talks about Nikki Sixx and fucking Tommy Lee. No one gives a shit about Mick Mars. But he's the fucking glue that held that band together. He's they Ringo, be... and but actually good. Yeah, I... but actually good. Like, I love, like, I love the band, and I do like all the guys. Like, you know, but Nicky Six and Tommy Lee, and they they are kind of fucking assholes in a way. They are, but Mick's not. He's a fucking great guy, I think, and they completely fucked him over um and i i was like humming and eyeing about whether i should pick him like maybe he's not good enough i actually was going to mention him as one of my like honorable mentions but then as i was writing about it, i was like no you know what fuck that i'm picking mick Mars because i think motley Crue is a massive band and the, if you're the guitarist for motley Crue, you've got to be pretty fucking good so mm. let's go mick pick mick Mars. Fair enough.
0: I think, yeah, I feel, I do think that's a good bet. The trouble is I haven't listened to enough Motley Crue no, to know. Just listen
2: to Live Wire. Just listen to Live Wire all right, all right, now, right. quickly. Listen to the guitar. You'll be like, "Yeah, that's a fucking tune. Okay, I'll listen to the Live, right live Wire right now. Live Wire! Because I'm alive. Down, 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 down. Live Wire!
1: But it's interesting what you said
0: about Motley Crue, like, fucking them over, because it always... Really bad, yeah. They fuck over everyone they meet there. They're
2: such assholes.
0: But that's the thing, is sometimes when you get like a group of people who are arseholes and you think they're going to be like arseholes, but they're in it together. They're like thieves honour, but they're not. If they're you're, not arseholes, you're arseholes, you're so arseholes. That's the thing. Like, I'm am ne- always shocked by how shocked people are. I'm like, but these people are cunts. Like, they, Rock- they, they've always been cunts. Rock and roll
1: is very cuntish, like, by nature, so...
2: That, well, that's the thing. You think, like, yeah, we're cunts, but we're, like, cunts as a group versus yeah, the world. Yeah. Like, we are like stick together no matter what. But it's what. not like that. No, if you... Motley Crue are the worst brotherhood ever in history. Like, all this horrible shit happened, and they just didn't give a fuck about any of them. Like, when Vince Neil killed his killed their mate, he went to prison and stuff, and so they just kicked him out of the band straight away and just deleted his number and didn't even ring him and just fucking forgot about him. mm and then he came out and he was like, guys, fucking help me. Like, I'm trying. He was trying to be sober and do this. And they were like, oh, fuck off, mate. And they were just like, just shooting up heroin. Like, oh, no one cares about you, mate. <laughs> Basically, they just fucked him over. Yeah, they just yeah. They couldn't give a shit about any of them. But yeah, there you go. Vinny, bring us home. Right, yeah. So last time,
1: you know, I went for Wes Montgomery. He's a jazz musician, not what you'd normally see on the list of greatest guitarists of all time. And I don't even think I saw him or any other jazz guitarist on the Rolling Stone Top 100, which kind of shows how rock-centric Rolling Stone are, obviously. But for this one, I'm going to go with a pretty more, much more standard pick, one that definitely shows up a lot, a lot, a lot on all of these lists, and for very good reason. So it is genuinely probably impossible to find a rock guitarist from the 60s or 50s who, or even the 70s, who wasn't directly inspired or influenced by Chuck Berry. The Beach Boys, Rolling Stones, and The Beatles all had their songs in their discographies that were literally just complete covers of Chuck Berry songs. And Keith Richards... Martin McFly, Martin McFly yeah, exactly. Keith Richards even once said... It's, quote, it's very difficult for me to talk about Chuck Berry because I lifted every lick he ever played. This is the man who started it all, end quote.
2: That's crazy to admit that as like being Keith Richards to be like, yo, I literally stole every tune I've ever done from this other fella.
1: Yeah, that's Chuck Berry was like extremely influential to rock and roll. He basically invented, pretty much invented rock and roll. I might get into it Mm. later. But anyway, Chuck Berry... He was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Missouri. Charles Edward Anderson Berry, was his full name, or Chuck Berry, was the youngest child in his family. He grew up in a black middle-class area that was so deeply segregated from the other white areas that he didn't see a white person until he was three years old. And in fact, it's kind of a, yeah. it's kind of a funny story because the first time he saw white people, there were firefighters like... Uh, putting out a burning house in like in his neighborhood or near his neighborhood, and mm. he he was like he went to his dad and was like, why that like what are they, are they white because they're so terrified to, of the fire? Like are they just shocked from <laughs> like the fire? And then he was like, no, those just white people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's nuts. It was so segregated. That is unbelievable to believe. But yeah, but due to his you know he was middle class, so due to his pretty comfortable upbringing he could pursue music from a young age, and he did. He gave his first live performance in high school in 1941, and three years later, he would be convicted of, for uh, armed robbery and sent to prison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? That's a bit spicy. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I
1: know, right? Um, but in prison, the music carried on. He formed a singing quartet that was so popular, it was actually allowed to perform outside of the prison. And then another three years, he's in prison, but then he gets released on his 21st birthday in 1947. And over the next few years, Chuck got married, would play at local clubs in St. Louis for some extra cash. And at this point, he'd been playing mostly just the blues and would even sort of borrow a lot of riffs and kind of showmanship techniques from uh, an older blues musician by the name of T-Bone Walker. Now, in 1955, he was on a road trip to Chicago for, I think, you know, touring or whatever. I think what it was is he, his band would fly to these places, but he was so deathly afraid of flying, he would just drive to these places be like, I ain't fucking getting one of those oh, flying right. yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what's going to happen to me. Um, but anyway, on a one of those flights, like, <laughs> on a road trip to Chicago, he met with the extremely legendary and iconic blues artist Muddy Waters, who mentioned to Chuck that he should go to Chess Records and have a little meeting with him because he saw something in Chuck. He was like, "You're a good guitarist. I could, you could do something. You could have a career here." Mm. So Chuck Berry took his advice and paid them a visit. Where in a meeting. He played his adaptation of an old country song called Ida Red, but it was basically just a rock and roll, super fast rock and roll version of it. This was like before rock and roll was really a thing. And his version was called Maybelline, and it was such a success. Well,
2: Maybe it's Maybelline.
1: Yeah, that's it. No, it's not it. But <laughs> um, His version was called Maybelline, and the people in the meeting were so impressed that on the spot, they offered him a record deal just off that one song alone. Really?
2: Yeah, yeah. Because I just never heard... Yeah, like I said, I guess if rock's not really been a thing, they'd be like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah, you can come on.
1: Well, yeah, I'm going to get into this. So although most music historians do believe he didn't necessarily technically invent rock and roll. The first rock and roll song was actually a song called rocket 88 in 1951, which I think is also maybe the first song to ever use distorted guitars.
2: Right, okay.
1: Well, Maybelline in 1955 is still considered like a pioneering track. One of the... Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and Rolling Stone magazine did write about Maybelline saying, uh, quote, rock and roll guitar starts here, end quote. And yeah you know, as we discussed before, they are the peop—they are the rock and roll people, so they probably know a thing or two.
2: I feel like sometimes the first thing isn't quite the first thing. Yeah. it's not yeah. the, quite it the final version of the actual first thing. That's the kind of the first thing. Might not catch as much. People
1: don't hear it as much, as yeah, yeah. popular. But then Maybelline comes out, and that's a that's a hit. People love it. Everyone's like, "What is this thing?" I've maybe never heard this, or I kind of heard this before, but this is like really good. Well, yeah, Maybelline sold over a million copies and reached number one on the Billboard's Rhythm and Blues chart. And after that, Chuck Berry just went from strength to strength, releasing songs like Roll Over, Roll over Beethoven in 56 and, of course, the iconic Johnny B. Good" in 58. <sighs> oh. Great song. That is a fucking tune.
2: Gold and go. I do prefer Martin McFly's version if I'm being brutally honest. It's because he's
1: white you racist. Anyway. You. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's because he like comes back from the grave to like stand up where he's like gold gold <laughs> You know that Because yeah, yeah. like this, the timeline's been like corrected, yeah, he's not yeah, gonna yeah, yeah, so like he, like, die. Yeah.
0: Um my uh my favourite uh, Chuck Berry song is definitely You You Never Can Tell. Say love you said the old folks it goes to yo you never can tell.
1: <laughs> That's a great song, yeah. But yeah, he combine the flashy showmanship of T-Bone Walker doing like just dance moves on stage while he played over-the-top guitar solos while he would just eat up the sh- scenery and shred like no one had ever shredded before. Like this is all pretty much brand new, like, guitar solos weren't really a thing, other than, like, you played in jazz, and it was your turn to do the solo, like, everyone had a solo in jazz, so, like, that was nothing special, but these are, like, songs where they was, like, the guitar was forefront, it was center, it was loud in your face, it was, you know, it was, like, crazy doing shit, and people would just go nuts for it, absolutely, yeah, exactly, absolutely nuts, and he would do, like, doing all these dance moves as well which obviously is just such a thing in pop like for you know ever since fucking
2: spin the guitar around
1: <laughs> yeah exactly like without that you wouldn't have um uh, like elvis presley like he was doing the same thing guitar solos dancing yeah, on stage yeah. you know michael jackson without a guitar he's still dancing on stage and shit but
0: yeah um What's his name? James James Brown. Wow, I feel James good.
1: Brown, yeah. He big showmanship. Like part of the thing is he's amazing live. But anyway, Chuck's on stage and performing style would just become synonymous with rock and roll. He would Slow down his releases in the 60s and never quite hit the same mass of stardom he did in the late 50s. Although a lot of good songs came out of the 60s, like You Never Can Tell, for example, that's from the 60s. And although his guitar playing style would would live on through the British Invasion bands who were all brought up on Chuck Berry's music, Chuck Berry actually just didn't ever have an actual number one single to hit like a number one hit single what? to his name,
2: yeah. Johnny B. Good didn't go straight to the fucking top. No, they, they, on, did they, on, they not on even the see and blues, Back to the Future?
1: <laughs> on the rhythm and blues charts, he would, but not on the like the main billboards.
2: Yeah. Rock. Oh, I see. It on the main, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't poppy enough.
1: Well, I, I, I honestly, I, I could maybe say it's probably because he was maybe a black musician and they were like, ah, oh, it's black music. It's fucking racist. I cuts. could almost yeah. guarantee that's probably why. But, but. He did get his number one hit single in 1972. This is basically past his prime. The song My Dingeling, which you might have heard before.
0: <laughs> I doubt it. That was his first number A one. A novelty
1: song about masturbation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> yep. I was gonna say, is that about his cup? Yep. <laughs> no, it's my. not. My <laughs>
1: dingaling, my dingaling, I want you to play with my dingaling. Yeah, that was his first number one hit, one and uh, only. Oh early. god.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's worse than not having any. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but. Uh, so I, think, I
0: really thought you were going to say it was when he did something with John Lennon because he, him, and John
2: Lennon got on really well, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they obviously John Lennon like grew up on his music, so he was like, he is my hero.
2: Oh my god, they're loving it! I'm just listening to my a the crowd's going fucking crazy. I know it's like it was
1: huge for some He's reason. He's not even singing
2: the songs; they're just going
0: my jingle. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. Have you seen that video of? uh uh, John Lennon and fucking Chuck Berry and Yoko starts screaming. Yeah, and then Yoko's just like, and she just like unplugs her mic. Someone like Peter, yeah, yeah.
2: like yeah, it's someone Peter, so yeah, yeah. Because Chuck Berry's like, what the fuck? You, was you can that? hear she's him like, just like
1: ah! they're singing like, like oh Memphis, DC or whatever, and then he just sort of go oh, and she's going. Ah! someone literally meets her mic at some point and just like what a hero yeah yeah because then she's still going and you can't hear her yeah yeah you can kind of
2: see Chuck Berry like there's a glint in his eye where he's
1: like I like I, I appreciate Yoko Ono for being very experimental and being very she's very renowned for being innovative and very experimental when no one else was and she inspired loads of people and all that great stuff but you don't just do goat noises over a rock and roll song like i'm sorry there's, there's a <laughs> yeah. time and a place honey. it and this
2: is not the Doesn't time matter place. how experimental you are doing armpit farts over anything is not acceptable <laughs> oh but it's never been done before
0: nobody cares <laughs> Also, I just don't <laughs> like anything she does. I accept
1: that it might be grounded. I mean I you don't, like don't it, enjoy but it. But like, yeah I, yeah, I I respect its experimentation. I expect I respect yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. But anyway, despite all of that, Chuck Berry's contribution to rock and roll guitar playing is it's kind of immeasurable. He isn't known as the father of rock and roll for nothing. And he would be later indicted. That's not the right word. He would later be the first induction inducted. He would later be the first induction to the rock and roll Hall of Fame in 1986 and was cited as having really? quote, yeah, laid the groundwork for not only a rock and roll sound but a rock and roll stance. End quote.
2: Yo. That's it. This dude, he if he so he basically invented the rock and roll hall of fame and nowadays i i would be flabbergasted if dwayne the rock johnson's not in the fucking rock and roll hall of fame it's become a joke <laughs> do you know what i mean like Every everyone's in there fucking m in there it's, oh, yeah, it's, because, in there. it's, it's just become yeah. a hall of fame of music like fucking taylor yeah. Swift's probably on there right sort
1: of just but the, the fact music. that he
2: could have kick-started that as like back then they didn't have a reference it hadn't got to a point of ridiculousness. It could have only been taken seriously. To have started that is pretty cool, pretty impressive. Mm. But yeah, that's, that's Chuck Berry.
1: And Damn. I think it's time. Should we start, <laughs> start ranking them or whatever? Like
2: start thinking of a top three? How are we going to do this? Is it going to be one each? Are we going to have one each?
0: Right, What if? what if we did it like this? We all have to nominate someone for the top three that
1: isn't our own but it can't be our own pick can we, can we nominate okay. like more than one or is it just the one
0: no because we're doing we're doing a top three so everyone everyone nominate one
2: yeah yeah so like I said so I would say like if I had to pick somebody to be the top three straight up yeah the first person I would pick if not my own would be probably Chuck Berry well exactly so he's in the top three then is that how this is
1: working okay I, I could be down for this yeah I
0: think so then he's in the top three and then I say one, and then Vinny says one, and then we've got the top three, and then we try and work out who, what order we think that's in. Okay.
2: Yeah, all right, yeah, okay, yeah, Chuck Berry. I mean, I'm going like, to say Chuck Berry straight up. So you're yeah, gonna, well,
0: do you have any reason for that, or are you just... The cunt invented rock and roll,
1: like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, it's got kind of fair enough. <laughs>
2: He's the first geezer in the fucking it's Hall all of fun, Fame, like, yeah, and rock and roll is all about the guitar. Stuff, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Johnny B. Good, like... I, it's a, it is a bit of a joke, but like Back to the Future is one of my favorite films of all time, and that guitar scene is probably the pinnacle moment of that film, and it's all because of that song. And that song, it's that song is because that song's such a fucking banger. It's one of the greatest movies of all time with one of the greatest songs of all time in that. Of course, it's going to be fucking chugged. What Barry. I
1: think is so funny about that scene, rewatching it now, is that like when he starts playing Johnny Be Good and everyone's going nuts and people are dancing by like doing these crazy gymnastic shit acrobatics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. aren't they all supposed <laughs> to be like like sixteen years old like students? Like these kids, like was yeah, And yeah. why are they all acrobats? Or something? it's great though. I love it. Yeah, I it's love just it. Just crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: why it's great. Yeah. So there we go. Well, there's. the well, we I were guess truck Bear truck Bear in the top Berry. three. I didn't quite understand the okay. rules, but he's in. Right. I'll pick next. So, um, but you can just pick Vinny again, and then Vinny can just pick you, and then no one's picking fucking Ed Sheeran. <laughs> well, look.
0: Here's the thing. I'm. I'm definitely not picking what's his name from motley Crue? because it's just not my style however i was really anti dragon force until i watched a clip and i was like it isn't it's not great guitar in the way that you think of great guitar but it is great guitar in its own way it's very like fast and technical it's very technical can i bring myself to nominate the bloke from dragon force
1: <laughs> the second best guitarist from dragon force <laughs> the second best guitarist <laughs> no from he's dragon the best force.
2: guitarist by, but by i think bit. that this is a good model because where we're in because you can't choose yourself so you can only choose between yours and vinny's next vinny's other pick
0: Okie dokie. So
2: that's your choice. You only have to boil it down to that. You don't have to even choose anything else. Which I quite this is why I quite like this like format of weekend. So, so we it's, it's
0: basically this guy, it's the guy that goes versus uh where's Montgomery. The jazz cat.
1: Lovely dudes. Everyone
2: said he was uh, always had a beam on, he's always smiling. Herman Lee, mate, he's really sound as well.
0: Do you know what? I'm throwing cautions to the wind. I'm going to throw cautions to the Wind, and I know that Alex Briand, if he's got this far, is going to fucking hate me. But I am going to nominate... Uh, I am going to nominate Herman Lee.
2: Yes! For the top three. <laughs>
0: because it's, it's, it's in its own way. It's in its own way.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> so I wanted to pick Jimmy Page, but I want three rock guitarists in the top three. It's just boring.
2: It doesn't. He right, There's three
1: rock guitarists in the top three. It's June Fage. <laughs> it's <laughs> a bit boring, but okay. we'll just do it.
0: If we're going to then... We've then got to order them.
1: We've then got Dragon, to
0: order them. D- Dragon Force is at the bottom. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, not... Dragon Force
1: at the bottom. He, he's... He's not even the top one hundred guitarists of all time. Let's just put it out
2: there. No, but but he's he he deserves a shot.
0: He's in his own way. He is in the top
2: three. We've never done this quite objectively this show, so I feel like top three is gonna just. There's always gonna be a, like a Shrek in there. Do you know what I mean? He's the Shrek, <laughs> <laughs> even though he is really good at guitar. But I think. I think he just didn't bring anything
1: new to the table. That's the thing. Yeah, he did, yeah he's, he's really, just, really he's, good. but He's not. He's good at he's doing techniques that, yeah. and things people have already done, but he's just done it as well, but maybe
2: a bit faster. He's, and he's maybe brought all that to a more popular audience because I feel like you're not into even if you're not into speed metal, everyone's kind of heard of Dragon Force.
1: Yeah, just because of Guitar Hero Three, though. Yeah literally just cuz of that yeah. game because well, they yeah, just true. made they just got lucky yeah because it was super super hard to play that one song that, that's that's the whole reason but, that, but
0: that's you know that's why he's that's why he's bomb that's why he's bomb yeah. um who's going middle so it's now between i feel like i can't really weigh on on this cuz i'm i'm in this race but then i should really who what do we say J- jimmy page versus Chuck berry i just i just i
2: I can't see anybody above Chuck Berry. This is the thing. I just can't see anybody. If we'd done goat and it was just a goat episode, we'd pro- and he was suggested we'd probably pick him. I I I I think I think we should say I think
1: let's just because I don't think we we haven't said it at all. But Jimi Hendrix is probably the, the best guitarist of all time. Let's just say it. Oh yeah. But We, we haven't. We haven't. None of us picked him. We, we didn't pick because him
0: because we can't do double jeopardy. Because
1: we've already talked about Jimi Hendrix in a previous episode. Go Rock. So does this mean I can't ever talk about Gandalf again? Stop talking about Gandalf. And what a relief that is. <laughs> no one asked. I yeah,
2: picked a Goat magician. Ever, it didn't even
0: work. Has there ever been an episode in which you haven't talked about Gandalf at
1: some point? You did mention him earlier as well. That's the thing. You, you literally did mention mentioned him, him twice today.
2: <laughs> I like Gandalf. <laughs> He doesn't like you though. Um, doesn't return your calls. For me, for me, it would probably go. I mean, if I was doing it personally, Herman Lee would be number one. But no, uh, no, genuinely, it would be. I would have to put Chuck Berry as number this one. This is the
0: most GOATS fucking list in the world. It's Chuck Berry, great shout. Fucking Jimmy Page, great shout. And I don't know his name, the man from Dragon Force. <laughs> I do know his name. <laughs> That's the fucking top three. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say to people. When I go back to work on Monday, they say, His, his what name is top Lee. Three? Her, some bloke called Herman who goes blah 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 and also Jimmy Page and Chuck Berry and people go, yeah. going well, what about Jimi Hendrix and I'll say oh we couldn't do him because of the fucking technicality so now the man from Dragon Force but when you show there. them the
2: song they'll do what you done You're, they'll
0: be like yeah, whoa oh, that's no. pretty sick actually no look I agree I think I think I think Jimmy Page would want you to say that he was below Chuck Berry I think Chuck Berry is just he's the godfather of it all He. Change guitar playing forever.
2: I can't see anybody really beating... Maybe, yeah, maybe Jimi Hendrix, but if we're putting this in in its own vacuum now, I can't see anybody beating Chuck Berry as, like, not only a wicked guitarist, because he played sick tunes, but innovative... The innovation, like, is insane. Like, what he done to change the world? Like, if he you look at the butterfly boxes. effect, if you took Jimmy Page, uh, Chuck Berry out of the equation, you might never have Jimmy Page or Herman.
0: Right? I, d- I don't think you would. I, I don't think you would. I actually don't think you would. So you know yeah, I mean, that's so, so true. It's and, and also, he
2: paved that way for like,
0: I'm gonna do blues, and then I'm gonna do fucking rock and roll. Like, that's that's what, and that, and that is like for a long time that is like that kind of is Led Zeppelin's whole thing is like that's the let's pathway do a bit, to being a guitarist. Yeah, it's what Mick...
2: Mick Marsden. did.
0: Yeah, exactly. So without him,
2: we wouldn't have...
0: No. And also...
2: <laughs> thanks Chuck Berry for...
0: I think the worst bit is, like, the best bit is,
2: and I, I guess,
0: I think Chuck Berry would probably quite like it. I think he would be like, oh yeah, fuck, that's sick. Evil. he'd think I, it was sick? Because I think that's also the thing is, it's quite easy to like hero worship and put people on these pedestals as though they were doing something like mystical. But he was just fucking about. He was just having a good time, and he probably would
1: look at he those done guys that and so be
0: like, my Yeah, he wrote "fucking my dingling. You can't get too up on your high horse. It's actually
1: really funny because it's is because he. I think he died in. honestly say twenty seventeen, sometime around there. But he really. Yeah, yeah, he lived a pretty big life. To be fair, like a long life. Um, but, oh,
2: right, I thought he died in, like the '80s for some reason. But yeah,
1: no, no, no. Um, and he was asked about it, and I think it was 2010. He was asked about like my dingaling, and he said like, "Oh yeah, it's like one of my favorite songs that I ever made, my dingaling." And it was what it was, <laughs> is because he actually always secretly wanted to be a comedian, and so he really liked the uh... idea of making comedy songs, uh, but.
2: Because he's just a funny lad, basically. He he he
1: said he just loved making the audience laugh, but also he invented rock and roll, so that's what he's actually known for.
2: (laughs) That's fucking crazy, yeah.
1: Chuck Berry, you gotta be number one, man. On that note, that's been Goat's top three guitarists. I'm pretty fucking shattered after that beefy record. We might need to (laughs) see if we can tinker around with it, but we'll polish around with the top three as much. Yeah, I I. I liked this record very much. I enjoyed chatting shit with you boys about guitar and shit with them. And, yeah, yeah, and I too. enjoyed shitting on Mork for his bad picks. Me too. Well, picks, picks,
2: one of them were made the top three. So. Anyway,
0: let's fucking end this. I'm tired. I'm really hungry. I haven't eaten. All I've eaten today is a bottle of Huel and some beef jerky. That's where I'm at. So I'm quite hungry. Yeah, I reckon
2: get some food. I would love some beef jerky right now, mate. Though seriously.
0: Give you some beef jerky anyway.
2: On that right. bombshell, cool. right? Next week,
0: this? right? It's classic
1: next
2: week, I believe. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Bye. <laughs>